Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conversations of the Way. My name is Carlos. I hope that this episode finds you doing well and that、um, everything's just fine in your life. And if it's not, just hang in there. I am certain that eventually it'll get better. Today, it is a dark and rainy day、um, where I'm at in, here in the South, but it's almost welcome after a, a summer that was, has just been. Just miserably hot. I think this is the hottest summer that I've experienced in like 10 years. This has been pretty bad. So, yes, it's a little bit chilly. Yes, it's rainy, but it is welcoming, right? And I'm sure if I have a few more days of this, then I'm going to be thinking of those warm days. Maybe. I don't know. Either way, we have to be thankful for the day that we're living today as we woke up and we're breathing and. You know, we have an opportunity to be with our family and friends. So, you know, let's try to look at the good things that Father has given us. But today we're going to talk about conditional love. Now, I've heard some state that God loves us unconditionally. I've asked myself that hard question if, you know, that was true. Does God love me unconditionally? Now, in my heart, I do feel like He does. I've always felt like He has been there for me. He has always made a way when I did not think there was a way. And even when things did not go the way I expected, I've been able to see at times how he worked things out for the better. Now, him being eternal, he can see the beginning from the end, while I am limited to it. But even if I did feel it in my heart, I wanted to be able to prove it scripturally. And the reason why I wanted to prove it using the scriptures is because I did not want to be led by my heart. As Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 states, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? End quote. So, I went out to see if this was true. Let us start with the word unconditional. It simply means without condition. What is the meaning of conditional? It means subject to one or more conditions or requirements being met, made, or granted on certain terms. So, unconditional means that there are no requirements, no terms, and of course, no conditions. So, is it true that God loves us and there are no conditions for that love? I did an internet search on verses that show God's unconditional love. The title of the article says Bible Verses About Unconditional Love. Here are some of the ones stated 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. We love Because he first loved us. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3. The Lord appeared to him from afar, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love, therefore I have drawn you with loving kindness. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. End quote. Throughout the articles, there are a great number of verses just like these three expressing how God loves us, but none of them mention the exact word unconditional. So then I went to my trusty Strong's Concordance to check if I found the word unconditional anywhere in my Bible, and surprisingly, I did not. To be fair, I also looked for the word condition, and I only found it twice in the Bible. This tells me that the word itself was not a common word used in the Hebrew or Greek. 
But just because it was not a common word, that does not answer a question yet. As I read through the Bible, I would often see that if we did this or if we did not do this, then this or that would or would not happen. Now, don't worry, I'm going to clear this up in a little bit. Let us look at the word if a little deeper. This word is a conditional conjunction that describes something that happened or will happen, but only if the condition of a clause is met. And as I think of this, what pops in my head is the condition that God gave to his people through Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 11. But let me give you some context before diving into that chapter. God is trying to bring his people into the promised land as they are bouncing around the wilderness because of their constant disobedience. Lessons are learned and instructions are given through these trials. The Ten Commandments are presented. And the greatest commandment, also known as the Shema, is given in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 through 5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord, lo- love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. End quote. I think it's also worthy for me to read verse 6 and 7 as well. These commandments that I give you today are to be in your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk on the road, when you lie down and when you get up. End quote. We know that our God is a good God. And when he's telling us to teach our children these commandments, then we know we should that those things are good for us as well. He goes on and tells them that he has chosen for them for himself in Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 7 and reminds them of his steadfast love to those who love him and keep his commandments Deuteronomy 7:9 He then goes on in chapter 8 telling the Israelites that they shall remember remember him and how he led them out of the wilderness for 40 years by humbling them and testing them to see if they will keep his commandments Deuteronomy 8:2 He reminds them that as a man disciplines his son, so does he discipline his people. And in this way, they shall keep his commandments by walking in his ways and by fearing God. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verses 5 through 6. God then continues to explain that it's not by their own righteousness that he's bringing them into the land, but it's because of the word that he swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Deuteronomy 9.5 He calls them stubborn on verse 6. Rough to say, but true. And he proves it only a few verses later by recounting how just as he took them out of Egypt, they quickly go and made a golden calf to worship. Now, in chapter 10, the new tablets of stones were made since they were first broken during the golden calf incident. He stresses out during this chapter that what is important is to circumcise the heart so we can stop being stubborn. Now, this is important when we discuss Paul regarding circumcision, but that's for another conversation. The Heavenly Father goes on in verse 12 through 13 saying, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to Him, to love Him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I'm giving you today for your own good? End quote. 
I will lend the context here as I jump in more detail to chapter 11. But look what God said on verse 12. He said that there is a requirement, there is a condition to this all. We were able to see through the context leading to chapter 11 that there are already conditions in place. But I believe that this chapter will drive it through. As you read the chapter, you see that he repeats many of the commandments that we discussed already. I believe he repeats them because he knows that we are stubborn. And we need to hear it multiple times. That is why we constantly must be reading the scriptures. This way we can always keep his word in our hearts and minds. We see the conditional if in verse 22. If you carefully observe all these commandments I am giving you to follow, to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him and to hold fast to him, then the Lord will drive out all these nations before you and you will dispossess nations larger and stronger than you. End quote. We see the if and we see the then. Now, who of us listening like to be blessed? It's a silly question, right? All of us, of course, we all want blessings. Now, the opposite of a blessing is a curse, and none of us want curses in our lives, right? It's obvious. So, let us read verse 26 through 28. See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if... You obey the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. The curse, if you disobey the commands of the Lord your God and turn from the way that I command you today by following other gods which you have not known. End quote. So here we see the condition. If we want to be blessed, we must be obedient. You can find these conditions throughout the scriptures, not just here. What did God tell King Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 14? And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David your father did, then I will give you a long life. End quote. Same with 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 48 through 51. And if they turn back to you with all their heart and soul in the land of their enemies, who took them captive and prayed to you toward the land you gave their ancestor, toward the city you have chosen and the temple I have built for your name. Then, from heaven your dwelling place, hear their prayer and their plea and uphold their cause. And forgive your people who have sinned against you. Forgive all the offense that they have committed against you and cause their captors to show them mercy. For they are your people and your inheritance, whom you brought out of Egypt out of that iron smelting furnace. End quote. Now, a couple more to drive it through. God tells Solomon also in 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 4 through 5. And as for you, if you walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness, as David your father did, and do all I command and observe my decrees and laws, then I will establish a royal throne over Israel forever, as I promised David your father when I said, you shall never fail to have successor on the throne of Israel. End quote. And we know what happened, right? Solomon failed to meet this condition. I hope this last verse by the Messiah Christ brings all of this together. John chapter 14, verses 15 through 17 says, 
If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. End quote. And what happens when we have the Spirit of Truth, yet we continue to sin? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26 through 27. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. Adversaries. End quote. Now here's a fun fact. The word if is found 1,595 times in 1,420 verses in the King James Version. All right, guys, final thoughts. So hopefully, I've been able to present to you that there is a condition to his love. He does give it freely in the sense that you do not have to pay a monetary value for it. But you do have to pay for it through obedience. That is the requirement. We should not be obedient just because we're expecting a reward in the form of a blessing because then it becomes works. But when you do them out of love, and love brings obedience, and obedience brings blessings. Alright guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I hope that it brings many blessings to your life as we seek to be obedient towards them. Alright, until next time.